You're listening to an irreverent podcast. Visit Irreverent FM for more content from our friends. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Janice Legata, and this is God Has Not Given, an evangelical podcast featuring me and my failing faith and conversations with friends about fears we were given and ways that we are finding power, love, and sound mind. So this week, we have got another group effort. I'm really having a good time with these group conversations. It's just fun. And we're talking about stuff that is not fun, that is is heavy. So it it helps me a lot to just be able to be real but also just laugh with people who understand who have been through it and so so here we are and this week we are talking about creativity and narratives the creative narratives we were kind of taught to to love and and Mm. support and the creative narratives we're seeing emerging from some of these people (laughs) and kind of discovering that oh they were always narratives we were the only dum-dums who thought this shit was real. So on the podcast this week, returning, a friend, Abena. Hi. And new to you, God has not given people, Nate. Hey. So I will let you introduce yourselves by telling us something you do not miss about evangelicalism in general and or Hillsong specifically. So Abena will go alphabetically. And uh, there you are. <laughs> <At the top. laughs> okay. Thank you for that. Yeah. So I am a Abena. I'm going to say I am a Abena. I am Abena. And I was the lead videographer for Hillsong East Coast for several years. One thing that I don't miss, and I've been thinking about this a lot, one thing I don't miss is the insidious FOMO that we used to get if we're not part of a project. And it became so heavy that like, even though we would jump from one project to another, and I'm thinking of like, let's say Heart for the House, right? Like, which was obviously for our team was very, very heavy in terms of video production. And although, let's say we come out of that and we're super tired, we jump right into the next project right like with barely any like maybe there's a a tap on the back (laughs) but like you know but we had we had to because it was like okay what's the next thing it was like always on on a on a a race like because if we're not part of the next thing then we're we feel like we're missing out and we feel like we're not part of the insider and we don't know we don't have you know we're missing out on like this the cool thing or the cool places to be, the cool people to be with, et cetera. And we were all exhausted, but we were all still doing the same thing, which was just going from one project to another, to another, to another, without ever being even just told like, hey, you can sit this one out because you've just worked on, you know, you just worked on a whole documentary for free. So you can sit this one out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, and uh, even even going back to the heart for the house, like that production, like literally it would be our team going out again, getting footage, putting together a presentation, 25 minutes presentation, documentary, etc. And it was always the thing that always kind of boggled my mind that it was always all of this stuff was always put together last minute. We know that heart for the house is going to come every single year. <laughs> 
make it make sense. <laughs> and yet, literally three, two weeks before, they're like, mm, so what are we going to do this year? You know? And so then, but all of that stuff, all the last minute preparation, all of that stuff came at our expense because then we ended up sleep deprived for two, three weeks on end because we had to have this thing done. And don't even get me started on like the couple of days before that, like literally we really weren't sleeping and we were really tweaking and we were at the office. And, you know, I remember the last one that I was part of, we were at the office, you know, for, on that, for the Sunday, we were literally at the office, office from like Thursday and a lot of people didn't even go home or they would go home to shower and then come back. Right. So, and all of that was driven with the sense of we're doing this thing for, you know, something that's part of, that's bigger than us. We're doing this thing for God. Like we're all in this together but you know, we were not sleeping and they were, they were chilling. <laughs> like they oh were, they were having, they were probably out, you know, at a club the night before they were sleeping. <laughs> they were sleeping with each other. They each were... <laughs> right, right, right. You know? So anyway, that's a long winded answer just to say like, that's the part that I don't miss the most is, is chasing this thing of being part of the, the it crowd. And even if you're in it, because I was in it, like I was part of the the inner circle, the, you know, the popular crowd, whatever, because it's creative. I was part of creative and, you know, video. Even when you're in it, you still feel you still feel like you have to chase it every single week. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Ooh, Ooh, I got so many notes from that, but. (laughs) Oh, that (laughs) I had so many flashbacks from (laughs) from all of that. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm Nate, and uh, pronouns he, him. What what do I not miss about evangelicalism? Pretty much everything, but one thing specifically that pops into mind, rapture movies. I don't, oh! I don't, I don't miss A Thief in the Night at youth group parties. I don't miss Kirk Cameron in the Left Behind series. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. Hillsong specifically, though, I do not miss. I really do not miss synced services. Ooh. When when we're standing around and we get that call or that text, you know, I'm in the I was I was a, a service producer. So I get that text from Manhattan saying, seems like Carl's going to preach today. Oh, you know what that means? That means that Midtown, Downtown, Montclair, we're all we're all on the same click tracks. We all have to, you know, time everything. Ugh. What a pain in the ass. I hated those things. <laughs> and and I know you asked for one. Oh, you didn't ask for one. So I'm going to I'm going to say one more. The debriefs. I do not miss the debriefs. <laughs> and those stupid fucking reports. Oh my god. Every Sunday I'm saying you know, somebody somebody sends me a text, did you do your report today? What are three things three wins from this Sunday? Jesus Christ. Uh. Cuz nobody cared. They were all just trying to find w- what we did wrong. Right. <laughs> Yeah. But they had to they had to add that that little what were three wins in order to make us feel good about what we did or to get us to think that we did something good. But, you know, they were just going to harp on on what went wrong. I have a, a debrief story. Um, it was a, a an exchange debrief. There was one one evening for the exchange. And uh, are we allowed to name names? Uh, people who were on payroll. OK, so yeah. I you know, I worked nine to five. I didn't have a whole lot of flexibility at my 
at, at, at that job. So, and every week, Bargis was like, can you make 4.30? Can you make it at 4.30? No, I work until 5. Earliest I can get there is 5.15. And one, one, uh, one Wednesday night, I was working on a project, got stuck kind of late, and didn't make it until 5.45. By then, <laughs> setup was already done. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> By then, setup was already done. They were already midway through through rehearsal. But somebody crossed some wires. The HDMI cable got put in the wrong way. And, you know, the screen was flickering. Lyrics weren't showing up. And there was, you know, one of the mics wasn't functioning right. So everything was in shambles. I tried to hold doors as long as possible. Events is breathing down my neck, as always. And so finally, things get started. But, you know, we had to essentially do what was practically an unplugged service. And then after after the service, Bargis says, all right, we need to have a team leads uh, debrief, you know. So after you're done, you know, talking to your teams, let's meet back here for for a debrief. He gets, and, and he I think he just got all the other teams, uh, team leads together just to kind of cushion it because he didn't want to confront me individually. Yet he did so in front of the other team leads. He's like, you know, that was a shit show. Um, you know, but like everybody was at fault, but really like production really needs to step its game up. Oh, oh, he couldn't have just come and talk to me. And then, and then he looks at me and he goes, Nate, you didn't set me up for a win. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> So yeah, I I don't miss that. <laughs> that his response says so much. He didn't set me up for a win. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Not the service, not the people coming, not, you know, whatever. It's me. Not Jesus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and just just for like your introductions says so much just about the level of production for no pay. Yeah. Right. Just as volunteers, just the level of dedication. Like you, you have an actual job. You're an actual person with an actual job. This man feels feels nothing yeah. about like mm-hmm. ask. Can't you just be here earlier? Like, can't you just amend your life schedule and your paying job to like right. make things easier for me? Because this like, is what's this is what's most important. And you know what this right. this to me. Uh, speaks to how evangelicalism kind of sees itself, right? Because, you know, we look at how it treats the world, how it treats our day-to-day lives. Nothing is more important because at the end of the day, your life here on earth is but a blip on the radar compared to eternity. Right. So, you know, if that's the case, then, you know, your nine to five, that's not important. But what, what drives me nuts, though, is... I, and I don't know about, I obviously can't speak for, for anybody, uh, but it just, it seems to me that, that these guys in these high levels of leadership don't actually believe what they're preaching. So, I mean, maybe somebody like Barges at his level, but the higher up you go, the more you start to think the, these, these people don't actually drink their own Kool-Aid, right. but which, which means, which, which makes it extreme even more cynical that they would be asking people to put so much into this because what why is it so important it's it's not to them it's not really about heaven and hell because they don't really believe in it so anyway anyway yeah yeah for me at this point like they they can't Mm. (laughs) um so anyway i'm janice and i something i do not miss lots of things but i do not miss the wives 
because even even thinking about thinking about creative, thinking about all the things we were doing, all the things we were involved in, especially as as a woman, as you know, maybe as women of color, to be putting in so much work, to be doing so much, and then to just have a woman just kind of waltz in, and just based on who she is married to, adding nothing, <laughs> nothing of worth to the conversation, adding no skills, adding no nothing but just by virtue of being one of the wives, just having this authority, just having this power, and nine times out of 10, just being a dick and abusing that power, like, and just using using this position just to be mean and just to mm -hmm. make your already very easy life easier. Like, it's, you know, kind of what, you know, Abena was saying about, like, you know, heart for the house. We know it's coming every year. Why is everything, you know, last minute? I don't like there's just so many things that if these people believe what they were selling, if they were drinking the Kool-Aid, if they really believed in heaven and hell or whatever, even if you felt like we have to get these things done, you would be much nicer about it. Right. And so you as yeah. one of the wives. Right. And you you don't have a job. You, your job is just being this wife. But you're bringing people into your home and making them babysit for free or for like poverty wages when you could be a nice person and you could be like, oh, I have this position, I have this opportunity to bring someone into my home and pay them well to do something nice for me. But it's like, there's just this this entitlement, right? It's the same with the wives, with barges, with whatever, just like, no, these people are here to serve me and they're here to serve me on my time, right? Like it's not enough that Nate is coming to put this service together for free every week using his free time to do this, man, he just needs to be here earlier because that would be better for me. Mm. Like, it's just that, yeah, I just do not miss the entitlement from anyone, but especially, especially the wives. Mm. Um, yeah. Ooh. yeah. One, one other thing that, um, if I can add, one other thing that I don't miss, this would happen all the time when somebody would work hard on a video and then it just wouldn't get shown just for, just because, just because they didn't like the whatever, mm. one thing, you know? And I remember like that would just be so devastating for some of the younger folks in the team and some of the women, right? Because again, like everybody, everybody's putting in the work. Mm -hmm. And also the what's what was bizarre was that the feedback would only come when it's too late because again, everything was so last minute. Yeah. Right. So if you get commissioned to do a video for Sunday, it's Thursday. Right. So you ha only have like Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday night. Sometimes this is, this would happen all the time. Saturday night at like 11, the video would be ready 11 PM. Right. So that means for the last three days, you're working on this thing. 11 PM comes and they're like, oh, you know, we don't like the the background glow, like some shit, you know, whatever, some <laughs> stupid, something so stupid. And then you'd go back Saturday night to work on that thing that could have, you could have easily given me that note on Thursday when you asked me to do this video. Right. Right. But you didn't. Mm -hmm. So I do it all night. And then on Sunday, I get it ready. This would happen all the time. Not sleep all night on Saturday night to get the video ready for Sunday. And then it would be suspense. Are they going to play the video or not? And time and time again, 
they just wouldn't because, oh, Carl didn't like this video. They didn't like the music in it. And, you know, it's, you can't really change it. Or they didn't like the, you know, whatever the case may be. And that would be so devastating because it's like, I just spent, again, you know, for 72 hours of my free time where I could have been do- doing something else. I could have been going on a date. I could have, yeah. sometimes I didn't even go to a party because I had to finish this video for Sunday, right? So I'm missing out on life. I'm missing out on having like good time with my friends. And then you don't even play the fucking video. <laughs> like you don't even oh play God. the video. Like, you know what I mean? Like the the least that you could do, even if it's like sucked. And the thing is that our videos didn't suck because as you were saying, Janice, it's a high level mm-hmm. of production. Like right. this is like this is like top is professional level. Grade yeah. everything. Yeah, I mean, just everything, take a look at their everything. YouTube channel. You look at the quality of of content that's on there, and they were getting people like pe- people volunteering on a lot of these teams who worked at Viacom. You know, these yeah, these weren't like you know film students. Although film students are great, I I, I am a film student, so I shouldn't shit on them. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, what's funny. This is jogging my memory. I'm having like this this sudden thing that I had completely forgotten about. And you feel free to correct me if I'm wrong about this, but at some points were were some of these videos dropped into ProPresenter and like on a hard drive ready to go. And then at the last second, we would be told, okay, don't play that video. And I never knew why. I was just getting a text mm-hmm. saying, all right, Nate, that video needs to be scrubbed. Go talk to the video team. And I'm like, okay. So I'm, then I'm in the control room telling them that this video needs to be scrubbed. And I remember, I think at one point there was one kid who was one of our our camera operators who was in a video and he was all excited he was talking about how he was he was in the youth i think he he must have been like 15 16 years old and he was he was all excited about being in a video and then i get a text saying we have to drop the video it it's and who has to tell him that the video that he was in is being scrubbed it sucks it really sucks and i don't know how to spin that i wasn't trained to to tell some 16 year old kid that like this video that he had spent an entire weekend being in and getting real excited about it's not going to be shown yeah. <laughs> and then you know he's telling his his parents were were there as well they come to church and he was he was pumped all of his friends and youth they were all excited for him and no no video yeah yeah and, and that, all of that kind of stuff happened constantly i would i would say at least yeah. once a month or once every three weeks mm-hmm. there would be a video in our queue, I might have seen it the uh, the Saturday before because I'm dropping stuff into into the hard drives to get ready to to show, and then we get told no, that video is not going up, and none of us know why. We're just told no, nope, scrub that That's video. That's the thing. That's the thing. They don't tell us. Yeah, they just don't tell us why. They just don't tell us why. Yeah. They just be like, and most of the time, for me, most of the time it would be like, oh, because Carl wasn't really feeling it. <laughs> But you know what's funny? It sounds so abs- <laughs> it's, it's absurd, but like literally it's because Carl wasn't feeling it. Literally, sometimes that was just a thing. And then it's like, you know, me as, as a lead, like I had to do the damage control just like you, Nate. Oh my God. It's so shitty. I feel like they they also kind of made us feel like, oh, the video team didn't like what they did or they wanted to change something and they couldn't change it in time. So they, I mean, I don't know if they ever said that explicitly, but we were, as service producers, we were meant to believe that, you know, they 
it was like video team's decision or whatever, like the, the group right. that made it their decision to, to scrap it. So we're over here going, okay, whatever. They made the video. That's their choice. At least from my perspective, that's what I thought. But, you know, now I'm sitting here and, and obviously I'm not surprised at all, <laughs> but it's just, it, it's, oh my God. Yeah. To, to have it like here in front of me right now shown that, nope, nope, what you were told or what you were made to believe is, of course, a lie. And this right. is confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's all these, all these loops and it all just plays, yeah. plays into everything. Yeah. Because even like I have a friend who, yeah, was in, I think maybe one of the Black History Month presentations. Mm. And so she was in a video that like got shown in the first service but then they scrapped it. So never got shown again. And like, and that's something that she still, mm. you know, she still thinks about just because then you have all these loops, right? Where it's, well, it's not supposed to be about me. And you know, mm. what, what does it say about me that I'm hurt that my thing didn't get seen, you know? And so it's all these, just all these games that they play and like, they mm -hmm. turn it back on you to the point where they don't even have to do it anymore. Like you do it to yourself. Yeah. So it's like, oh Ooh. yeah, maybe Ooh. I just needed to be a little more humble or maybe I, you know, this is a lesson to me that it's, it's not about me and I need to keep the main thing, the main thing. I don't know what the main <laughs> thing is <laughs> actually. Oh my God. <laughs> but I guess it's not this. Yeah. And so, so Easter, <laughs> Easter brought a lot of, a lot of church productions to the forefront of social media so there were a lot of clips of church productions that are subjectively <laughs> bad like as far as like the subject matter and the way of doing like i'm like this is this is bad but then at the same time so much genuine talent so much energy so much time and real skill goes into making these things mm -hmm. even looking at video of the the lion mm. king of judah again subjectively bad this is mm. awful but then i'm looking at like the set design yeah i'm like this is this is good like real skill it's a lot of work into, yeah so much work and it's like just remembering and you know you you know people did that for free mm. yeah yeah <sighs> yeah and then like oh, get yeah. your of course. You get your friends and family to come and see see what you did. Come look at come look at my set. Because I think about it now and I'm like, there's no way. I mean, there's some there's someone for everything, right? So yes, somebody walked into the Lion King of Judah and was like, Oh, this touched me and I want to get saved. But for the <laughs> most part, this is not gonna win anybody over. So this is just yeah, you're just getting people's friends and family to probably pay your little five dollar mm. donation, like you know. I don't know if we ever did it in New York, but like Hillsong Sydney would do it all the time for the Christmas Spectacular, where it's a $5 donation just to reserve your seat, just to get people to to commit to something, right? Because you commit to something if you put money to it. But if you want to get your $5 back, you can. Like, so it's not, we're not charging you for a ticket. It's a free show. You're just going to make this little donation. Oh, of course. To hold your seat, right? But you can get the money back. But then you're like, who's going to ask for it? I mean, again, somebody... And so some people, yes, <laughs> give me my $5 back. Right. <laughs> For the most part, you are just using people's time, talent, and energy right. to get their friends and family to come into your building and give you money for a bad, like a mockery of, of your friends' time, talent, and energy. You brought me to see the Lion King of Judah? 
I don't know. Tony Stark dying on the cross for my sins. Mm. I'm going to heaven now. <laughs> the, the, the true end game, right? The end game mm-hmm. to the end games. So much of all throughout Christianity, but Hillsong would do it too. Like Hillsong, even in one of the pre-rolls, like it would have that part about like the church is not peripheral to the world. Like the world is peripheral to the church. And there's always this idea that no, all the real creativity is in the church. Like, and the world is, is following behind us. Like, we're the ones setting the trends. But then, like, every one of these productions is saying <laughs> and proving the opposite to be true. Like, y'all have yeah. no original ideas. No, none, none whatsoever. When, like, when this whole, like, Kanye craze thing happened, you know, the Sunday service and his album, etc. Oh, yeah. like. They would use and reuse his songs. And because, you know, they're Christian now, Connie's a Christian now, quote unquote, air quotes, right? Like, it's like, okay, now we can use his beats and his songs and stuff like that. And like, because we're cool, we're a cool church. And like, you know, we play Kanye. And as you said, it's like, no, it's no original. It's actually, there's no original content. You're seeing what other people are doing and then replicating Mm -hmm. that. We would do that all the time in creative. We would see what Jimmy Fallon is doing and replicate that. We would, you know, again, the whole Kanye West, like when he, when he came out as, he came out as, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he identifies as a Christian now. Um, like people, like pe- people were like, yeah, like this is awesome because he's got the beats, he's got the talent and he says Jesus a few times yo, this is it. Like, this is what we're going to be using for the rest of our year. We're going to be using every single song on this album for the rest of the year. Every kind of occasion is going to be Kanye. That shit was crazy. That shit was actually crazy. Like, people didn't think to think like, hmm. (laughs) Like, but even, even that, right? Even chasing Kanye. I'm like, that's, that's not even original to Hillsong, New York, because Church in the Wild, y'all. Oh yeah. I'm like, y'all were using (laughs) Kanye and hip hop the whole time, like just stealing, stealing from Mm -hmm. it. But now you can do it like, no, he's one of us. We we won. Yeah. This look, guys, it works. It works. Yeah. I keep thinking about Brian Houston's interview on the Today Show or with Katie Kirk or whatever. But when she's asking him, well, what about, you know, is it true? Is it true Hillsong is awful? What about this green room culture? And Brian's like prime example of like, no, I don't think I don't think a church can be too big. And I think wow. I think things are going well because look at look at Justin Bieber, you know? That young man's life was just going off track. And you know, there was a, a petition, I believe, to like deport him back to Canada. Basically, this is this is Hillsong <laughs> New York's big success story. Like we kept Justin Bieber wow. from being deported. Can't like this is wow, this is all that matters mm-hmm. to y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, is my experience worth Justin Bieber's salvation? No, mm-hmm. no, and that's just me, so I'm definitely not gonna say the hundreds, thousands of people who've been hurt by this mm-hmm. church, it was all worth it for Bieber. No, <laughs> like, respectfully, fuck Justin Bieber, like, yeah, and also he's like, now he's like, I even distanced himself from the whole. From everything, so it's like, what did you? Oh, yeah. What did we gain? Right. Like even even right. that success story, right? Is like that was built on sand. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, going back to the, even just like the, the celebrity culture, like because it felt like because there were so many celebrities coming in, we had to keep up with a level of perfectionism. And I'm not going to say excellence because excellence is good, but perfectionism is a mm. different thing, right? And so if you're dealing with Justin Bieber, who is used to having these huge crews for his music videos or his life or whatever, his YouTube channel, it's almost like we had to match up to their experience of perfectionism. So everything had right. to be perfect. Everything had to be perfect, especially on a Sunday where we knew some kind of celebrity was going to come in. So on a Sunday, and it was kind yeah. of, it was always slightly curated. So like, if we knew some kind of like maybe you, uh, hip hop artist or basketball player was going to come, then it would be slightly curated towards black culture, just a little bit. So the songs would be, you know, mm -hmm. it would be like a Jay-Z or whatever, you know? And if it's like, there was always, there was always that element of everything we did was for them. Which is, which is insane. Like that's, that's crazy. And it's so, I mean, just antithetical to everything Jesus was about. But I mean, like, the fact that you can put that effort into an individual shows that you can put that effort into an individual and you are actively choosing not to do that, right? For the people yeah. who are here week in yeah. and week out. Like, yep. I don't know, just this whole curation, just mm -hmm. this whole chasing of celebrity culture. And that's, that's who we want. That's who matters to us. And the rest of you, you're just fodder. You're just here to be the spoke in the wheel and if you don't want to be the spoke anymore well get out of here like <laughs> yep <laughs> yep i mean that's fine if that's how your organization runs but what makes me sad is as creative people i put up a question how did church help and or hurt your creativity and something that i found we are all ambivalent about so many things right because it's hard we don't want to just say oh it was all bad definitely wasn't all good but here's here's the good things and so to be like yeah it was great to be able to have these experiences with this professional level to get the training and to get the skills and to be able to practice and be able to do things so it helped in that but then so many people it seems like if 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 you kind of weren't having your foot in both in the church and the world like if you weren't using your skill already outside of the church as well when you leave the church those are the people who are like i haven't i haven't sung in three years yeah i can't even look at my guitar i have a drum set sitting there and i can't even like church succeeded mm -hmm. so much in making mm -hmm. it all about church that outside of it they've lost that whole side yeah. to themselves and yeah. that to me it makes me so sad mm -hmm. and so angry because i'm like you mm -hmm. guys just stole You've stolen so much and you stole this too. Yeah. I think, I think, um, I mean, you just said it, it was the way that you said it is brilliant. And we, there's an element in me that wants to urge people to take the time to grieve that thing, to grieve the time wasted, the feeling like, we've been left behind everybody. Mm. I should have been here by now and I'm only here 
and just that thought in itself is just it's it's sad and it's you know it makes makes you want to like throw something outside of the window i was gonna say an animal but i was like no no that's animal abuse (laughs) 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 don't do that um right but it's it's real you know but i like my my where i'm at right now mentally is i'm trying to urge people to grieve that and take your time to grieve that because everybody grieves dif- differently and obviously this is a different type of grief that nobody has ever taught us to grieve right like when you talk about grief just in general in this society is the loss of a loved one full right. stop and even that we haven't even been taught to do right, right? like even even that like is is crazy even within the church even within Hillsong Church I've had people telling me that they've gone to a pastor when they're after their father has died and a pastor has told them there's no need to be sad because you're going to see them in heaven. So even just that like yeah. baseline like we have been just uh, we just have not been we have been ill-equipped for the lack of a better word. Yeah. Well, they take it from what was it in 1 Thessalonians? where it says, you know, uh, we do not mourn as the world mourns. Um, and so they take that and they make that their thing. So every time you go to a funeral, you know, that's what you hear. Um, and you can't, we're, we're all stunted, you know? Um, like we, we don't function properly. We talk about the church stealing our creativity from us. I feel like it's stolen everything, you know, but going, going back to, to creativity, I mean, I don't want to, you know, step on on my brother's toes and you know, if he ever wants to tell his story, he can do that, but I just I look at at him now and, you know, both of you know how talented of a musician he was. He hasn't touched his guitar since 2019. Mm. He hasn't sung anything, you know. I it and that was his whole life before Hillsong, he was a worship leader at a previous church for a couple of years that that stole a lot from him. You know, we we both grew up in church. He studied voice performance, was training to be an opera uh, singer, and the church kind of took it. I mean, we've been in church since since we were born, <laughs> and and all of that. You know, that the church just stole it. I mean, like it, myself included in that. I you know I wasn't nearly as good a, mu- a musician as my brother, but same kind of thing. Like anytime I pick up my guitar, I've got the only thing I can play is one Green Day song and then 5,000 worship songs. I'm not touching the worship songs, but I'm not playing Green Day eight times in a row at a, at a jam session. <laughs> like, I mean, I love I love American Idiot, great album, but, you know, it gets old after a little while. And I'm, I don't know, I'm at that age where I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hustle. I look at, you know, some of my friends who, you know, they, they did, they had one foot in Hillsong and one foot outside doing other things. Uh, one of my really good buddies in Hillsong, he's, he's um, on drums touring with Arizona. And there is a little bit of jealousy when I see some of, some of those, my friends, you know, folks that I, I hung out a lot with and I'm proud of them. I'm I, like, don't get me wrong. I am very proud of them for, for pursuing their creativity beyond Hillsong and for, for going and doing their thing. But it does sting a little when, you know, and they're, they're talented. I don't want to take away from that. 
but so was my brother. <laughs> and his entire music resume is tied up in church after church after church. Um, and it sucks because, you know, he barely got paid for any of it. You know, Hillsong played for a, height, a flight in a hotel here and there, but, you know, <laughs> other and he, than that. Even that, he was probably one of the lucky ones. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's... I the the way that I've been kind of viewing this whole Hillsong thing, especially pertaining to creativity and like what we've lost and like we have the the right to feel how we're feeling. I'm trying to urge people to not stay there. Take as lo- take as long as you you need because again, everybody is different in their grieving process. But we cannot, once we switch, we cannot, we have to switch to a part where we're like, I'm no longer letting them take a day more of what they've already stolen from me. Mm-hmm. Like we just, like, there has to be a point where, again, we've grieved, we've been through the emotions, we're, uh, we're enraged and sad and, you know, all of that at the same time. It's not even like a, a linear thing, right? Like grief is, is not a linear thing. But then there comes a moment where we need to be like, okay, this is what it was. I lost 10 years of my life trying to pursue this pipe dream, right? What do I have? Like, let's, let me take inventory of what I have. And so for me personally, I'm like, first of all, I have a hard drive full of shit. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. <laughs> no cap, as the youth would say. If, <laughs> if I decided... To make a documentary tomorrow, I have enough content mm-hmm. to, and also, you know, for me, like I've been within the pressure of Hillsong, I've been trained to edit under pressure so I can do that. Like mm-hmm. I can literally put together a whole documentary in a week. And that's not me trying to like, you know, ego boost myself. Like that's right. just facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if tomorrow I'm like, I'm going to put a little sizzle reel and send it to HBO Max and be like, hey, this is what I have. It's all my shit, because again, I was, I recorded it with my stuff. I've never signed any kind of anything. And even if I did, I don't give a fuck, you know? (laughs) So like, what are they going to do? Like, they're going to sue me. Like I have no nothing, nothing, but, and they also have other things to worry about, but like, (laughs) you know, but like the only thing they can probably sue is like defamation. And that's not even, they won't even get anywhere. They can't. You're not they lying. can't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like they can't. They really can't do anything. So all this to say is that, like, going back on my inventory, I'm like, I have this. And also, and it goes back to one of the questions that you put. The thing that we have that the mm-hmm. other documentaries don't have, the Hollywood documentaries and stuff like that, is that we got the real people. Like, we don't just have mm-hmm. like a scoop of like, oh yeah, and Carl was this, and he got caught by the paparazzi, whatever. We have stories yeah. of people like you and me mm-hmm. and people like you and me, we have other people within our right. circle of the same stories. So literally even just us three, we can gather by tomorrow. We could gather 30 people and be like, Hey, what's your story? Tell us. Oh, absolutely. And there would be, there would be an abundance of stories and stories and stories and stories. Yep. So that's something right. that all of these. All right, who's starting the Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but this is the thing though, like, to be very honest, and this is me being very candid, like it's a matter of time. I don't want to jump. I don't want to jump 
ahead of when it's going to be the right time because people are still Mm -hmm. processing and, and people are still also very much overwhelmed and more information is going to come out within the next weeks, next months, et cetera, et cetera. So people are going to be even more and more and more. And it goes back to what I was saying. Like I'm urging people to start processing because first of all, Putting your head in the sand is actually doing you more harm than good because, Mm -hmm. again, like this stuff is so wild and so evil that like you have to you have to be able to do the courageous thing. And it takes courage to look at yourself in the mirror, look at the facts, look at the most just disgusting thing that you thought was the truth, which happened to be a lie and look at yourself and be like, hey, Mm -hmm. there's no shame. I was just human. There was no right. yeah. shame. So even if right. I was like, you know, the 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 villain and also the the victim and also the villain, there's no shame. If I need to make mm-hmm. amends, if I need to go to this person who I was the you know the lead and I and I abused their time because I because right. of my position, yeah. I need to go to them and ask for forgiveness. There's no way around it. Like that's the thing that annoy like yeah. not annoys me, but I'm like all all of these people who are so, you know, who are moving on as in the pastors who are just, oh, I resigned and now I have yeah. a new job and whatever, all that <laughs> stuff like <laughs> I actually feel bad for them in a way because you're short-circuiting mm-hmm. your whole healing process. There's no way around it. There's no way right. that you can just jump from one thing to another, one thing that was so unhealthy and evil and jump for another thing and think you're going to be okay. It's not possible. Like no. it just, it's, it's not, that's not how this is set up, you yeah. know? Right. So anyway, all of this to say is that like my crusade right now is getting people to process. And also most importantly, once you're done processing, use that gift that's in you. I said it before, I said it again, I will say it till the end of times. The people who are at Hillsong are the most talented people of our generation, period. So as singers, actors, you know, my realm is creativity, so I don't really know about the other, you know, side of it. But like, mm-hmm. use that thing, use that thing. If, if you're a singer, songwriter, write about the complexity that's happening in your soul right now. Write it in a way that nobody else can can write it, but people will still understand what you're saying because that's happening on a universal level right now, oh, especially yeah. right now, right? right? Yeah. So like, write about that thing, like write about like whatever it is that like I don't even know how to put words to it, but you somehow put those words, you somehow find those words, and it's going to contribute to your healing and also other people's healing. Mm-hmm. I guarantee that. Like I have yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. Janice, real quick, going back to to um, what Abena, what you said about making amends. You know, I, I something you had said in a in a previous episode kind of resonated with me because look, like you know, the way that that Hillsong was set up, we were all somehow complicit, and and especially given some of our our positions, like we weren't. Mm-hmm. That we weren't the peons of of the group. Not not to say sorry. That, that sounds awful. We were peons. But, yeah, we were peons. Yes, we were. <laughs> we, but we weren't like, the peons of the peons. Right. In uh, it, like you know, at um, 
conference, we weren't getting the ham sandwiches. We were we were getting the the little you know buffet with the you know the the fully stacked meal. But in any case, so right. I in two you guys were getting it legitimately. I was getting it because I knew the right people. But oh yeah. okay, no, no, I I I was getting it because I knew the right people because I, I was not legitimate either. I got that I got that that white colored credential. Um, because oh. I knew someone. <laughs> oh, let's not even talk about the different colored credentials. Oh. Yo, yeah, the, oh. the fight. White, white is at the top. <laughs> Shocker. Of Black course. is at Shocker. the bottom. Of course. Shocker. Of course. <laughs> wow. Oh. Yeah, we were, we were yes. complicit. We were, yeah, we were. Yeah. But so my my thing is, and I'm I'm gonna take what you said, Janice. I'm gonna apply it to myself, putting it out there as well. Look, if, if for people who need to come out and tell you tell your story, don't hold back simply because I'm I'm one of like my name is in your story as somebody mm. who who harmed you. Tell your story and throw my name out there. Reach out to me, and or if you don't feel comfortable or safe reaching out to me, just still tell your story because the system. The only way for the system to crumble is if we all tell our stories. Facts, you know. So, but now, like going going to all of that and 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 the grieving process and kind of working through that. I think you you know you're right, Abena. Like, don't put your head in the sand. Don't hide from all of this. Like, this is this is all happening, and we're all sort of processing it in 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 weird ways because it. We're watching this thing collapse in real time. Some of us are celebrating. Some of us are are grieving. Some of us are unwilling to acknowledge what's happening. But yeah, I feel like it's so important for us to process, to work through it, to talk about it. Like Janice, your podcast is is so important. Like from from my own processing, I've been you know binge listening to your to your podcast as as all of this stuff happens. You know, my fiance and I are covering some of this on on my podcast as well, and it's like these these stories need to come out. And eventually, like you were saying about it, eventually it'll all start to coalesce, and we can then kind of sit down and, and say, what is our story as the the volunteers, as the members, as the people who put our our sweat, our tears, um, pain and suffering into this machine. What's our story going to be? Because yeah, the documentaries—they're good, and they cover the scandals. And and not to downplay the pain and suffering of people who were um, abused in those ways in right. in those scandals. We we also have you know our own pain and suffering that we weren't in those scandals, but. Right. You know, we have many of us, too many of us many are, more, like it's not, yeah, it's not as the salacious part, yeah. but it is yeah, just as hard. But, but we're all walking around with complex PTSD mm-hmm. cycles every day from, from what took place in, in these, uh, in these churches. So, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, like process, I think that's, that's the thing. And, and, you know, um, like the reclamation collective is doing their thing support groups for 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 us you know reach out you know find a therapist talk through this stuff you know anyway yeah i'll get off my little soapbox here but yeah <laughs> but Abena, 
I don't know, like I'm think I'm thinking right now about so even what you brought up about how, you know, everything is last minute. Stuff like we have to not only realize how we how we were victims and how we were villains and how we were complicit in these systems, but also how we were affected and how we how we picked up these rhythms and there are things that we're not even thinking about. But like we're we're operating in the same kind of mindset. Cause I'm thinking now and I'm like, oh, like even even with all these traumas and these stories mm. and as Hillsong is crumbling. Like there is this, this drive. Yeah. Like right. I felt it, and like I've had right. to, you know, take a step back to feel like you have to be on the news cycle, right? And it's oh, yeah. the hot story now. So now we have to. No, Abena, we got to get your mm. documentary out now. Like we got, yeah. we got to do it. We have to tell our story now. I have to fix this now. Like no, you guys need to pay, pay now. Like it's happening yeah. now. Yeah. We need to do it. And then it's like no, like we have to play a longer game. Mm-hmm. To not like devalue the story because it's not the hot thing, right? Like, who's going to care about this in a year? Well, we will, and mm-hmm. the people who are just getting out will. Yeah. And so it's it's not about the celebrity culture. It's not about the attention. It's not about what's hot right now. Like, it's about the people, and we owe it the time that it takes to tell mm-hmm. these stories well, and to yeah. take care of more than just more than just the people who mm. are affected by the most again salacious parts of the story. Because 90% of us weren't. Like, it happened to too many people. Mm-hmm. For the majority of us, it is, it's the volunteer abuse. It is, it is being stunted, right? Yeah. Like, all these, in all these stupid ways that the documentaries aren't going to cover. Because who really, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Y'all don't know where to buy weed <laughs> in 2022. Like, <laughs> like that. Hey. <laughs> like, that's got- your struggle. Like, you I got my learn. medical card in 2020, so you know I, I took care of that. <laughs> like all these, yeah, just all these things. Oh, your your sexuality is however many years behind. Yeah, yeah. You don't know how to relate to people. You don't know, you know, like the the one Instagram response. Yeah, I was a photographer, and they're using my skills. And then I come out of church, and I don't know how much to charge people. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my skills are worth. I don't have a network. Mm, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> all these little things that the documentaries, those Hollywood documentaries, right, are never going to cover. Yeah. Right. Right. And that, Abena, you can, but now is not the time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really about, it's really about timing because, as you said, like, there is a sense of urgency. It reminds me of um, kind of what you talk about the, the news cycle, right? You know that meme when, like, you have somebody, like, the uh, the guy is, like, prying open the old lady's eyes to see? Right. Oh, yeah. I feel like that sometimes, you know? And I have to, like, chill because I'm like, y'all need to see what the fuck is really going on. Because right. for mm-hmm. me, I was like, if only you would see, then you would stop commenting on these people's Instagram posts, like, oh, I'm praying for you, you're so brave, <laughs> You know, all of that stuff is like, no, if you just see, oh if God. you would just see. So all of this, as you're saying, Janice, like all of these these news cycles are coming out and we're all like, I just want you to see. But then I realized that like some people don't want to see. Some people literally don't want to see. Mm-hmm. Some people are like literally avoiding. And that that also is a sign of PTSD, right? Like avoidance. Mm-hmm. Like if something traumatic has, has happened to you, you want to avoid that room. Or you want to avoid that person or you want to avoid like anything that reminds you of what happened. Right. 
And that's a completely normal human thing to do. But yeah. again, there is no healing. There's no way around this type of at least starting to heal. Because even we're talking about like, okay, go and see a therapist. How many people don't have insurance? Yeah. Right. right. And even those of us who live in New York City, which arguably, you know, you, you should be able to have some kind of help without insurance. Even that is hard. So it's like, okay, yeah, what are we supposed to do? So like the, the only thing that we each have accessible to us right now is being able to, to start the healing process with using your gift. So for example, you know, Jenna's like, you are good with your words. And that's what you're trying to do. Like, that's what you literally, not only are you trying to help other people heal, heal, but you're also, like, I believe that you're also healing and have been healing for a while through the use of, you know, your words and, and comedy and sketches and all of that stuff and writing stuff down because that's what you're gifted in doing. Yeah. And also your gift allows people to receive the truth more easily it becomes it becomes a little bit of a cushion, right? So, like, if somebody's a really good comedian, you can use comedy to tell the truth, but you use it as a cushion, and people laugh. But people are like, "Oh, damn!" Right? If if I'm if I'm you know I, I finished writing a script about like grief, and that the, the story in itself has nothing to do with Hillsong. It doesn't mention any kind of religion, whatever. But it's about grief, and I know that people who are going to watch it. They're going to be like, this is how I feel. I'm not in these characters' position. I haven't lost whatever, whatever, whatever. But I can recognize this thing in this character that she doesn't know what to do with it. She it's so overwhelming that she doesn't know what to do with it. So she would rather hide than confront the situation. And that's what I'm doing right now. But it's actually at hmm. my own detriment. So maybe I need to like try to find a different way of trying to process this stuff. You know, Same yeah. for any kind of musician, I, I think, and it, I'm kind of repeating myself, but like song, we had the, one of some of the best songwriters out there who really never got their songs sung because it wasn't written by Hillsong United. It wasn't written by the three people, right. Who were all white male guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know how many times I have a friend who like, who would submit and they told, that's the thing that's so, mind-boggling so infuriating they were like no but send us your songs like you know we want to have your like your creativity all that stuff so people they would tell people that and people would actually take him to their word and they would work mm -hmm. on their songs for months send it mm -hmm. to chris davenport and then mm -hmm. radio silence nothing mm -hmm. yep nothing. nothing yeah which to creatives is devastating like, yeah, that's like the meanest thing mm -hmm. you can do mm -hmm. because we're already, we're already, we, we fill in the blanks. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. so oh yeah. You, you have nothing but space, like no news, no news is the worst news. Yeah, absolutely. And so it was part, it's part of the way that they, again, stole people's creativity and like set themselves up as the, as the arbiters. Like we get to decide yeah. what, what talent is. We get to decide what's good so yeah yeah send us your stuff send us your stuff and then we're just gonna do we ever listen to it who knows but we're just gonna let 
let that all that self-doubt and everything in you just fester and rot because we don't care about your gift unless it is useful to us yep. mm-hmm. in this moment. Yeah. And so we don't we don't care what happens to you or your gift once you're out here. And actually, honestly, we prefer you don't use it mm-hmm. outside of here. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we want to be able to own all these things about yeah. you. Yep. So that also as you're out there and now you don't sing anymore, you don't play anymore, you don't do whatever. So now also we've planted the seed that are you really supposed to be out there? Ooh, mm-hmm. maybe that's good. That's facts. Maybe, mm. maybe you did the wrong thing. Because remember, you used to play here. You like that, right? Ooh. Like it's, yeah. it's all so it's so insidious. Like it's it it's really evil. is. Yeah. And we have to snatch that back. Like that's the thing. We, we have, have to, to snatch that back, and we have mm-hmm. to do. We have to be like, <sighs> no. Like I'm actually like my talent is actually like part of one of the great <laughs> the greatest talent because mm-hmm. like right. literally let me tell you like going back to that sense of yeah I, stunt you know stunted growth but i was saying like people are actually media like people are making bank and they're not half as good as as me and again this is nothing right. to do with like an ego trip that's just facts like that's just facts that's just yeah. facts it's just yeah. facts so i'm like so then there comes a point where you're like fuck this like I'm actually going to start get I'm I'm going to put my talent to work. I'm going to do I'm going to write the songs. I'm going to write the melody. I'm going to paint. I'm going to go out to you know act whatever because I'm actually really good. I'm actually really good right. and I and I have a there's a spot out there for me. Right. Mm. It it's so it stands so starkly to me now on the outside of the amount of control that Hillsong exerted. And what's crazy is that they had so much talent. Like you were saying, Abena, like they they put the most talented creatives in the world under their umbrella mm-hmm. and then they controlled them. And they gave they gave them enough of a little cookie because, you know, every once in a while we would see our work up there. Um, mm. you know, we would get to we would get to be up on platform. We would, you know, have have, you know, like one Sunday service I would I would sit in a producer's meeting and they, they would, Nate, you knocked it out of the park. So you get that once in a while, right? Your video gets up there and you have that feeling of, okay, this place is letting letting my talents shine. But when you look at, at how that gets put out there, you don't get a credit. It's not like, it's not like, you know, I, the, um, the credits don't roll. You don't see your name directed by, no, you get none of that. And, and, and like, and then even as I'm saying this, I'm starting to feel that little bit, that, that little tinge of guilt of like, well, it shouldn't be about, I should, I shouldn't have that ego of like wanting to, to see my name in the credits. Why the fuck not? <laughs> I, I put work into it. And if I'm not going to get paid for it, I better get something out of it, you know? And, and like, so they put all of this talent together and then they brand it with their brand and it's not theirs. It's ours. And they control, and then they lied to us. They lied to us. They told us you would get something. They told us that your your talent was worth something to the church. No, it's not. <laughs> they just said it's worth something, not money. Okay. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> not money. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth any investment on their part. Like I, and when you're saying like you know um, how Davs would have you know have you submit song you know songwriters submit your songs and Davs would take a look or whatever. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm I'm starting rumors where where they should. But how many of those lyrics that that has 
you know, Chris Davenport as a writing credit in the album belonged to somebody in NYC who submitted something to him. Yeah. Yeah. Just a question. Yeah. Just a hypothetical. Just, just, yeah. Just a, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. curious if anybody knows anything. Yeah. And just send a DM to God is not given. <laughs> you know, but again, because then let's say I did write something and send it to Dabs and then it goes into the abyss and you never hear anything. And then if you hear something in a song and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that sounds familiar. Immediately, you're going to say, wait a minute. No, no, no. This is all very common. Right. It's it's just in the spirit, right? It's, and who yeah. am I? Who am I to think, you know, <laughs> that highly of myself yeah. that someone would take something from me? No, no, no. This is me. Right. This is me. Right. So, and I've been in I've been in Hillsong long enough that you know the the ethos has gotten into my writing and now you know that's mm, I'm I'm mm. just writing stuff and and that it's it it feels just like everything else that's coming out of this place because the spirit the, the words of the spirit are just like that for everyone <laughs> all of these songwriters <laughs> and I mean and I'm sitting here as a dum dum who was ghostwriting for Josh Kimes I know for a fact. Those are my words. Like, yeah. This, yeah. this is my sermon. And I'm sitting here listening to it. Mm. And yeah, and I'm getting like, oh, that laugh line worked. That yeah. just landed. Man, that's that's a good that's good work. Yeah. But again, no credits are ever gonna roll. I don't know how much he makes, but I know I'm not getting paid for doing his job. But I'm sitting here and telling myself, well, it's not about me. Yeah. The main thing, right, is that people are enjoying the sermon. That people who am I to deprive all of you of making this knucklehead sermons better, right? Like, it's not about him. It's about right. others. You only live for others. Others. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a mess. And we are all, we are miracles yeah. to get out. Yeah. Because it, that was not supposed to happen. And to get out, us as creatives who are still using their gifts, yeah. double miracle. Because... Yeah. It doesn't happen for a lot of people. No. Yeah. And so now, like, my challenge is to not not let Hillsong still own it, right? Like, a yeah. lot of things that I'm writing, yeah, sometimes, okay, this sketch is specifically about this. But right. to also, like, again, not get caught up in the news cycles and be like, oh, well, I have to tell this story. Mm-hmm. I have to do this, do this now. I have to stop what I'm doing and tell a story about this. And it's like, no, like, because there is more to my story then Hillsong. Even there's more yeah. religious trauma than Hillsong. Like yeah. I didn't end up with Hillsong by accident. Like <laughs> it was groomed for it. Right. <laughs> right. So it's like my story is more than this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have to let that be. Yeah. Yeah. Because at this point, I think the best revenge against Hillsong and its its pastors is to become the things that they want to be. Get into these places get the notoriety, be working with the people that they so badly want to impress, that they so badly want to be, and that they never can. Because part of the reason you guys are stealing people's skills and downing people is because you guys are worthless. Beyond your charisma, Carl Lentz, you have nothing. And Laura Lynch, you have less because your whole gig is being married to this idiot. And so it's like, you guys, it must have been great to have, to have that kind of control and to have all of these talented people at your beck and call, right? To have, Mm -hmm. to have all of this on tap. And so now 
again, I think the best revenge is for us to not, not just leave, but to take our things and to become what we were supposed to become anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. Like the, the, I mean, you said it so perfectly. We like, I have, I feel a sense of urgency because of that. Like that's Mm. where like, I'm like, we have to realize that. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I'm not even gonna contribute to what you're saying because it was just it was perfect. Yeah. What you're yeah. saying it's like it just reminds me of that idea of reparation, right? So the concept of reparation has been within our cultural discourse for a while. But I'm like, in terms of Hillsong specifically, the repar- we need to go and seize the reparation that's out there for us. Yeah. And we cannot wait. We cannot wait for somebody to say I was wrong because that may never happen. Yeah. Right. We may never have a Carl Lenz come out publicly and be like, hey, I fucked a lot of people and I fucked up a lot of people. <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> like, like we that that might never happen. You know what I mean? We can't wait. We can't hang on to the thing. We can't hang on to like Brian Houston actually doing the right thing because he may never do the right, right. thing. Right. Yeah. So we can't like depend on the reparation on them. We have to go and seize that shit. And as you said, like mm. the best revenge is being able to take that stuff that's hours that nobody else can take right and go yeah. go full force and, yeah. oh, and, yeah. and and do the thing like just do it we got to do the thing like we got to write the sketches we got to write the films we got to act in the films we got to write the songs we got to do all that stuff while tears are flowing down our cheeks you know like i'm writing the shit tears are falling down my like cheeks literally yeah. But that's like, there's no other way. There's no other way. Like, and then you grab that shit and you keep going, keep going until they have no choice but to notice. And they yeah. will. If you keep going, they will. They will. Mm. I mean, they're no, they notice they're, now. They, yeah, they're blocking you. <laughs> <laughs> they notice. They notice. <laughs> like, never, we're never not on their radar. Like, no. we are. Again, we are miracles, mm-hmm. and we are also failures for them, right? And yeah. irritants. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they know. They mm-hmm. might not have known your name when you were there, but as soon as yep. you leave, mm-hmm. they, they oh, one hundred percent. They know who we are. They know where oh, yeah. we are. Yeah, because they know yep. where not to go, right? I'm like, yep, yep. Every day it becomes more and more clear, like just what cowards they are. Because mm-hmm. like y'all, y'all know where I'm at. It's not even. It's not even just. Um, I mean, and you know, for my life, and I, I've I've told this story elsewhere. Um, but like, I I had worked at a church for a number of years, and following my departure from that church, you know, I I, lay, I laid low because I had to process what happened, and I still don't really know, but I know enough now to know that when I call them out on their bullshit, they're not gonna they're not gonna come after me. They and but they send their flying monkeys. They're they're uh, they're little you know they're little minions you know people who are related oh man and what what was funny was after after the the initial drop of of news from a couple months ago for Hillsong um, I posted my Hillsong story and I mentioned um, my previous church emergence 
in that story. And oh man, the people who rushed to emergencies defense. And I've I've called them out on multiple occasions about things. And it's ne they never they never address it. They never come and talk about it. They send people and not explicitly, but their their people are out there in their in their brainwashed minds mindsets freaking out about these well we're not like hillsong you know hillsong they were they weren't uh, they were just a feel-good church you know about celebrities and they they weren't they weren't about doctrine emergence is about doctrine see that's what happens when when a church is about no 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 the, the abuse that we're seeing here is what happens when people believe this kind of bullshit about you're going to hell after you die if you don't pray this prayer not you know what the the symptom that you that you seem to believe is the the root cause, uh, but I'm you know I'm I'm off topic now. But yeah, it's just it's all... they're, they're they're cowards. They're all cowards. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. As soon as you are not under their thumb anymore, like they have nothing nothing mm -hmm. to say to you. Mm -hmm. no. Like I mean, I yeah. knew I saw that when I was leaving Hillsong, and I'm like, all right, no, Carl, we're buddies, right? You're my boy. Um, you always got something to say. So I want to leave Hillsong, but I want to talk to you. Like I want, mm. I'm not slinking out the back door. <laughs> Let's have this conversation. And I'm back then I'm like, like I'm quaking, right? Like, yeah. I'm like, Oh, how's this going to go? Cause I don't know. He might be able to talk me back into here. I don't know, but I feel yeah. like I need to have this conversation. So I'm going to face this fear and he won't face it. Right. They would never sit down with me. No. But Oh, these people as, as afraid as we are of them, <laughs> they're afraid of us as soon as we show a little bit of power. Mm -hmm. These people are, are cowards. Yeah. The only power yeah. they have is literally everything that they have, they are taking from us. Yep. Everything is ours. Yep. You mean it wasn't, it. it wasn't the power that conquered the grave? It wasn't that one? <laughs> <laughs> and even if it was, that's it. They not in it. them. Right. <laughs> Clearly, it's not in them. <laughs> but literally, everything that they have is ours. They have our money. Yeah. They had our power. They had. They were taking our time, our creativity, our talent, our energy. It was all ours, always. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we still have it. And so, yeah, like the biggest tragedy is the people who they took it from, and that, and, who, and they still have it. Yeah. So we'll we'll. We'll finish up and I guess like the, the last thing would just be a message you could send to either someone still in there or outside of it and trying to find their creativity again and I would say to the people who've gotten out again you are a miracle everything about the system was set up to keep you forever so the fact that you got out is is huge so process take the time grieve do you but man, I know it's hard, but whatever it takes, pick up your thing again. Like yeah. start small, but but try because it is it is yours. It was never theirs. And you you need it back and we need you to have it back. So yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I guess um to people who have left, I mean all of that for sure, you know and and find us you know i'm i'm sure there are hundreds upon hundreds of people that are listening to you janice and and haven't haven't reached out but there are more of us that are all like i mean 
You know, Janice, I think I might have met you once in person there, in passing possibly, but we developed our friendship after we left. And it was because I I needed somebody to process with, you know? You know, you had you had Wes on, on your podcast. He's he's coming on my podcast and and I was kind of friends with him, but now I mean we've messaged way more now since leaving. And I that's that's what I would say to, to you. Like like something that you have often said, Janice, is you know, the people, it was always the people. The Hillsong was just a container and and a pretty shitty container at that because it kinda it kinda took the worst from the people. But like we like find each other i i promise you the people that that you that you didn't really get along with all that much you'll you'll get along with on the other side hopefully hopefully i know i, I was talking to noemi who was funny because she was on events in <laughs> and, and and we we talked about we ended up cutting it from from our episode uh because it was too long but we talked about how the the relationship between events and creatives was none too friendly but now noemi and i really get along <laughs> So, hey, find those people. Uh, we're, look, we're all survivors and we all have stories to tell. And sometimes, sure, the people around you who don't know what Hillsong was or, or don't know what evangelical Christianity was, they might not get you, but, but we're all here, you know? And, yeah. and we're doing these things. Do these things with other people who, who get you. This is therapeutic, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. you, like Abena, you, you, were, you were mentioning, and it's so true, it's hard for people to, to to get therapy when you don't have good insurance. Um, and even if you do have good insurance, it can be hard to find resources. But I, I'm sure like with, with all of us getting out here talking, go into the comment sections of any one of our posts. I'm sure you'll see people in there that you can connect with and have a Zoom call with and sit and do these kinds of things. This is healing. I feel like I'm getting healing just by sitting here and talking to yeah. the two of you. So yeah, that's what I would I would say to, to people who, um, who are coming out. Yeah. Yeah, it's really all of that. I don't know if there's anything I can add. I guess for me, it's the the urgency of it all to start healing because it's not going to go away. It's not going to go away on hmm. its own. And um, you know, there's there's a book called The The Body Keeps the Score. And it talks about just trauma in general. Unprocessed trauma is going to come out one way or another. And that's uh, been proven so many times. And this is no different. It's not going to go away just because we want it to go away. That trauma is going to be... There's some people who are still stuck because of something that happened 15 years ago. uh, Some kind of abuse in church that happened to them and back then they didn't know what that was and they keep they keep thinking about it and you know Hillsong specifically it's like it's so strange and complex that like you know we don't know like like what like what what was that like you know like what was that (laughs) that was messed up like you know (laughs) so um so yeah like there's a sense of urgency of like do whatever you can and the only thing that you have it sounds cheesy whatever but the only thing that you have is what you have that's the and and use yeah. that so if it's if it's a podcast use that podcast if it's a if it's a post on social media with 14 followers do that it doesn't matter like that stuff doesn't matter but it will definitely contribute to the 
process and i will also say that like people shouldn't be afraid about the time because i know sometimes we're like oh this is going to take me so much time so i'm not even going to start don't be afraid of the time because it actually going you're actually going to be i be, i believe this you're actually going to be healed faster if you start now than if you just put it off mm-hmm. yeah and the time is going to pass yeah. anyway right mm-hmm. the time whether you whether you start the process That's or it. not the time is going to pass anyway and yeah. i do think that there is an element of i do believe in justice right so like some of us have a different relationship with the word god now rightfully so but there is some kind of justice out there especially when you seize that shit like you got to seize that nobody's coming yeah. to save you nobody's coming to save you so save yourself like you know and like you know what i mean like just do it yourself and you have wait you mean the ra- the rapture's not real <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> But the movies. <laughs> what about that time? That movie that was so good. It was such a good movie that explained to me. Um, but yeah, like just in general, like nobody, unless you put your shit out there, nobody's going to actually notice that you're good at what you do. So just put your shit out there. Just yeah. do it, whatever that looks like. And it's gonna be scary. There's no way around it. You know, like just do it. Like. And again, like, we also have to just, like, stop conditioning ourselves that, like, the likes is what gives us validity. Yeah. Oof. That's... Oh, this world we live in, That is literally beyond the... Like, that's far from the truth. Far from the truth. Because Mm -hmm. people, as you said, Janice, people are watching you. People are watching me. People are watching you, Nate, listening and everything like that. The likes may not... (laughs) And purposefully... Not purposefully like not liking it. But meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. they'll listen to the whole thing or watch the whole thing from start to finish. Yeah. You know what I tell myself is that some of those people probably don't want their name to pop up on it. Maybe they're scared. Maybe they're stuck in a church where their pastor might come down hard on them. So they can't like it. That's why I tell myself there's probably a hundred of those. They're all still stuck in their in their churches and afraid that they might get caught liking mm-hmm. liking my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely real. real. That's yeah. a real thing. So keep we just got to keep doing what we got to do. And, and and also, like, yeah. going back what you were saying to Janice, right? This is a marathon. We have to pace ourselves. Yeah. We have to. Mm. Yeah. We have to find those moments of joy with our friends. The stuff that we didn't do. We didn't go out. We didn't go on a date. We didn't go have sex. We didn't, you know, we didn't dress a certain way because we couldn't dress a certain way, but it really makes us feel good. Like we need to start doing these things because again, life is not waiting for anybody. We need to reclaim, just in the words of Jasmine Sullivan, reclaim my time. I'm reclaiming my time and I'm doing all the things and I'm feeling all of the joy. and, And I'm feeling also the complexity of wrestling with this shame. But I'm still gonna do that shit. I'm still gonna do that shit. That's the thing. You know, the shame is gonna be there and I'm going to wrestle with that and speak to myself and look myself in the mirror and say, hey, there's nothing wrong with pleasure. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be in a relationship. There's nothing wrong with going on a date. All of that stuff with somebody who's not a Christian, whatever it is, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, why are there rules to everything? (laughs) Every fucking thing. Everything was so... Everything, uh, every fucking thing, there's a rule everything. to it. 
And so, like, going back to what Nate said, like, just about find finding us, yeah. find us, find yeah. find us, and the uses around you. And take a look, at, second look at the people again who maybe you didn't like them when you were in church. I mean, look, if they're still in church, leave them alone. <laughs> yeah. If they're outside, take a second look. And even people you did like, like Ben and I hung out in church before. Like we haven't hung out in person in a few years. And now I'm like, no, I can't wait to hang out with you again. It's gonna yeah. be different. Because none of us are going to be rostered tomorrow. Right, and new things we can talk about. And just... I was always afraid to ask, you know, hanging out with a group of friends, I was afraid to ask, can can I smoke that? Right. <laughs> and so now, no, like, Nate, when you when you and Gil are in town, we're all going to have to get together. And, you know, oh, yeah. Abena can teach me all, everything yeah. I need to know about one-hitters, and we're going we're gonna to figure we this are. stuff out. Yeah. Yes. We are. We really are. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... That's a great word just to end. Find us. Find us, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Just find us. And we'll help you help you find yeah. yourself. Cause yeah. all of us are miracles. None of us yeah. are magical. Oof. Yeah. But together we can help help each other heal. Cause I mean we, we were damaged in community. Yeah. So there is an element that can I think can only be healed in community. Mm-hmm. So Thank you, Janice. That's it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, Janice. This was great. And that is that. And I really don't have much to add, but before, during, and after this recording, the three of us talked a lot about the different ways evangelicalism in general, and Hillsong specifically, contributed to us being stunted, creatively and socially. And I just think it's interesting that in English, stunt is, what's it called? A homonym? One word with different meanings. So yes, to stunt something is to prevent it from growing or developing properly, but a stunt is an action displaying spectacular skill and daring. So in some ways, the only way to combat being stunted is to push yourself to do stunts. And only you know what is a display of spectacular skill and daring for you. Maybe it's picking up the guitar again. Maybe it's sharing that song, that thing you wrote with someone. Maybe it's going on a date. Maybe it's trying weed or going to therapy or starting that podcast or whatever. Only you know. But so much of evangelicalism was hierarchical and competitive and we were taught to compare ourselves to others and to try to conform to so many constructs and to gauge how we were doing based on the opinions of people over us and to distrust our own instincts and thoughts and feelings. So being stunted makes perfect sense. And it also makes perfect sense that trying to reclaim the things that were taken can feel terrifying and embarrassing sometimes. But whatever you're facing, whatever stunt you feel like no one has ever attempted after such a long time or at your big age, I promise you that you are not the only one. So like Nate said, find us. Find your fellow stunters so that we can all be each other's cheering sections and hype men and so that we can start taking back the things that were stolen, making up for some of the lost time and reclaiming and reshaping our narratives so that we can get out there and stunt on every one of them evangelical villain hoes. Anyway, I am Janice Legata. Thank you for joining me for Stunt Practice with Abena and Nate. If this has meant anything to you, sparked anything for you, or was just a general good time, please let the people know. Rate and review this podcast on Apple. And while you're queuing up whatever's next in your podcast roster, search for Full Mutuality and add Nate to your rotation. Ask about me at God Has Not Given on the Gram. Visit my website at JaniceLegata.com for all the links to all the things that I'm working on, other podcasts you can find me on, and ways that you can support. Hit the show notes for all the links. And remember, you are a miracle. So take care of you. 
be well, and I will talk to you soon. I am an E. I am an E-X. I am an E-X-P-A-N-G-E-L-I-C-A.